Okay, hello. Welcome to this special edition of Sack Kings Therapy. We are not talking about the Sacramento Kings. Instead, we are talking about Naruto. And in this episode, we're going to be going through uh, Naruto episodes 21 to 25. It is the start of the tuning exams and basically a brand new storyline that runs for a while. Uh, so <laughs> there's going to be a lot of these kinds of, it's going to be a long time before we finish this. So Let's get it started uh, with me, Paul. Hello. I made sure not to go too long. Um, just made, made sure to introduce you before you, you fall asleep or get bored or get angry. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyways, let, let's start with episode 21. Uh, so this episode basically picks up where um, last episode picks, I guess, well, not really, but basically it picks up from Gara. Uh, he's lecturing Conquero and threatens to straight up kill him for inconveniencing him is what I wrote. What were your thoughts on this? I thought that was a bit extreme. Uh, yeah, but, you know, it shows that he's the big dog between the three. I guess, had they ever introduced them as brothers and sisters? They have uh, not. No, not yet. So, yeah, we all know that he's a big dog. Pretty much, I guess, the Sasuke of the group, but better, I guess. <laughs> by the way like the like you just mentioned that they're brothers i wonder if that was the plan from the start because they look nothing alike <laughs> like none of none of the three look anything alike no no same hair color no facial structure no nothing that's true i now that you mention it i forgot was was this one the and you know jumping ahead one of the kazakage where had uh, multiple um I guess mistresses. I guess you could say. I wait. Is there? I don't remember those. I I thought I heard uh, of that before, but maybe not. I'm gonna have to look it up later. Well, taking a page from Gara. If you're wrong, I'll kill you. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, Gara apologizes to Sasuke while they admire each other through their thoughts. Very a bit, very weird bromance. Uh, bruise between them uh, during this episode. Uh, Sakura calls the three of them out for being from the village hidden in the sands. You're not from around here, she says. And he asked them to, or she asked them to stake their business here. Uh, they, Tamari kind of like, you know, claps back is like, are you stupid? And explains that they're here for the tuning exams. What are the tuning exams, you ask? And so does Naruto. Uh, he has no idea what the tuning exams are, and Konohamaru, of all people, explains it to him. Yeah, of all people, Konohamaru is more smart than Naruto, I guess. But yeah, I, oh, sorry to cut you off, but Please don't kill I, really, me. <laughs> I really thought Sakura was being a little too nosy here, kind of like a, what our, I guess, generation's definition of a Karen would be. A bit. I also just say like she's like the hall pass monitor of this of this part. Just like where's your pass? I don't see a pass from you. And then like the per the other people is like I have a pass. And even if I didn't have a pass, what the fuck are you gonna do about it? <laughs> like you of all people, you know. Um, okay. Uh, what is next? So uh, we now see three. So okay. I lost my spot. Right. Okay. Right here. So uh, Naruto has no idea what the tuning exams are. Konohamaru explains it to him. Sasuke asks Gara who he is. Gara introduces himself. He is Gara, and now he asks Sasuke's name as well. And I think he introduces himself as well. I forgot. But uh, Naruto interrupts and says, I, "Oh, do you want to know what my name is?" Gara does not care at all. <laughs> he just straight up says it to his face. 
Um, after this scene, we now see th three more ninja creeping on a tree. And having watched the exchange between the two sets of students, the only ones that catch their eye are Gara and Sasuke. Again, the bromance brewing between the two. And he calls the other two people nothing special. Or the other two groups nothing special. Uh, which is interesting because, well, I don't want to keep on jumping ahead, but Naruto is something special, isn't he? Well, like, we don't, well, no one knows yet. They, they like, it, I jumping ahead, I, an episode I have, haven't actually even watched yet. I believe it was Kabuto even, like, he, there was, like, a stats thing that he did with a card. And, like, Naruto has, like, very, very average to bad stats. Like, he was nothing special. But then the nine tails, like, just maxes out all stats, basically. But, um, yeah, it's like, there's no, nothing really special about Naruto. He's just this idiot right now, and which... Kind of, he's not the focus of these episodes so far. Yeah, which is interesting because so far is mostly, yeah, it's pretty much mostly Sasuke and getting to know the new people, I guess. Yeah, um, and you know it, it's kind of fun, but again, like we see, we saw Sasuke get his ass handed to him. Like it's he's the fucking cool guy. Like we just have to pretend like oh he is this he is this almighty being when he's really not. Like again, it doesn't just doesn't work for me. You know? anyways, so now we're go now we're back at the meeting that the way the the episode actually ended from last episode. Back at the meeting against the between the Hokage and the Jonies. The Hokage asks uh, all the Jonies who they want to nominate to take part in the Chunin exams. Kakashi, Kurenai, and Asuma. Um, by the way, not introduced yet, uh, Kurenai and Asuma, nominate all their squads. Iruga pro protests because he thinks they're all too young. Uh, he proceeds to argue with Kakashi. Iruga says they're too young. Kakashi basically says, well, they could use a tough lesson because they always complain about how easy their jobs are. And, you know, teaching them a lesson is, you know, and even if they fail, it's a it's a nice lesson to learn is basically his argument. Mm hmm. And there was also a point where Kakashi kind of flexes on them, saying that he was six years younger than what Naruto was when he entered the junior exams. Yep, six or seven. Like that's like, what were you doing at six and seven? Like, I I was actually well, I never actually took kindergarten here because if I migrated, yeah, I came here um, to the U.S. At, at around seven, and I was in first grade. What were you doing when you were six or seven? Yeah, pretty much same thing. First grade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you we weren't out there, you know, fighting for survival like this gangster that Kakashi is here. Um, I believe I think Itachi uh, jumping ahead as well. Like I think he was like eight. So Kaka by that logic, Kakashi's better. Yeah, logically, yeah. It, it, it doesn't really like we don't go in depth now, but later on we will. Uh, it then jumps to presumably the next day. It basically goes back to the bridge that Team Seven met on, and the three the three students are kind of arguing with each other again. Kakashi's late, and for some reason, Naruto just announces he came here so fast that he didn't change his underwear. Ew. Yeah. Um, Kakashi then appears, and I forgot what he said. I think he said he got lost on the way of life or some shit. Uh, he tells them that he recommended them for the tuning exams and hands them the applications. Uh, Naruto relishes the opportunity and fantasizing fantasizes about being the coolest guy ever and fantasizes about the Hokage just, you know, saying he's too cool. Uh, Sasuke is excited for the possibility of fighting Gara, and Sakura laments that she is not as good as Naruto or Sasuke. 
She is totally correct. <laughs> she is very much correct. And unfortunately, the creator really does not shy away from showing that at all. Uh, we then see a, a like a, the arrival of just all so many ninjas, so many different headbands that we don't know yet. I think there were some hidden mist uh, in there, and yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Yeah, some rain, some I guess sound. You know, we like we don't know. We couldn't like I tried to like really make out like try and like because I know what the headbands are, but like, you can't even see the music note like on their headbands. Hmm. I thought I saw it, but I mean, then again, we're kind of used. It's fake. That's why. It's yeah. very I, I, you can see it, but if you know what it is, but it's very fake. My, nice. I, at least I thought anyway. I see. Uh, okay. Uh, it then it then cuts to Konohamaru and his squad meeting up with Naruto. Uh, but they they say hi to each other, and then all of a sudden, Moegi is kidnapped by a ninja, and I it looks like the Miss Ninja like headband. I don't. I'm not sure. It's actually not important. Oops, sorry about that. That's my timer. Uh, give me a second. Sorry, live podcasting here. Let me see. Turn that off. Okay, sorry about that. Okay, the camera then zooms in on a flower on the ground for some reason. That actually, I, I wrote that in my notes, but it doesn't come back. I just want to announce it because why not? Uh, it then cuts to Sasuke asking Sakura to go on a walk with him. Yeah, yeah. Something's yeah. about to happen. Yeah. Okay. Don't know. <laughs> anyway, the miss the the miss ninja that kidnapped Moegi uh, now has tied Moegi to a tree and threatens to kill her if Naruto approaches him. Uh, he wants Naruto to steal the scroll of sealing in exchange for Moegi. And yes, this is the same scroll that Naruto stole uh, to begin the series. And okay, yeah, it is. I, I made sure to check. Um, meanwhile, Sasuke and Sakura go into a misty area. For some reason, like why would you follow a guy into a misty area like that? That's a bit. That's a bit. I don't think that flies as well <laughs> in today's uh, society. Not that it ever should have. But uh, Sasuke tells Sakura to give up on the tuning exams. Sakura takes it as Sasuke caring about her. They're then attacked by the same ninja that kidnapped Moegi. What? <laughs> Yes, uh, Sasuke yeah. is then st- like just stabbed by. He tries to block the umbrella that he throws, and it basically like turns into hu- like hundreds of kunai, and it looks like it kills Sasuke. Uh, Sakura looks like she's about to break down and runs towards Sasuke. Now it cuts back to Naruto. He's able to use Shadow Clone, a Shadow Clone, very to very smartly to sneak up behind the ninja to save Moegi before he even realizes it. He then catches him in a net, but the ninja somehow escapes. Uh, and then cuts back to Sasuke and Sakura. Sakura is crying over Sasuke, but aha! She knew all along this was a fake Sasuke, since Sasuke would never ask her out and shows that he cares for her. Good, good on you, good on you, Sakura, for seeing that through. Because honestly, at this point, I was like, that's this is some bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I kind of wish we saw a little more action between uh, Sakura and this Miss Ninja. <laughs> but yeah, it is good on her that she saw through that. I guess. I mean. Like I said, I, I'm wishing the offer could have like put a little more into it, I guess, instead of, uh, was it Genjutsu? Yeah, but, you know, at least it shows that she's not totally fucking, like, you know, helpless. Like, she's actually decently smart here. And, you know, finally, something for Sakura. And she, she then, and then, like, basically, the ninja approaches her, but so- uh, Sakura announces that he knows that it's an illusion and just walks past it. Um, it then cuts this. It then cuts the Sasuke, uh, who just 
basically just beats up the ninja. There was there's no story to it. He just beats his ass. <laughs> um, the ninja the ninja that has that basically pestered uh, Naruto, Sasuke, and Sakura then shows up to meet Kakashi, revealing himself to be Iruka all this time, saying that all nine ninjas are ready. Uh, we don't get to see the other six ninja, which is Team Eight and Team Ten, but uh, yes, they are already uh, announces Iruka. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of wish we saw the other ninja. That'd be pretty nice. Oh, that'd be too many episodes. I don't want to see any more episodes of this. Like, let's be honest. Like, we like we knew who it was, who, who this was, like, on the second ninja. And honestly, probably should have seen it coming, like, right uh, um, with the first ninja that um, mm-hmm. that kidnapped Moegi. Okay, let me see. Okay, go ahead. Oh, no. Do you think all nine of them are ready, in your opinion? <laughs> if from whatever we saw up to now, we know... Only Sakura, Sasuke, and Naruto. But since we're jumping a little ahead, I, I think I would be saying this. But you think the other six are ready? Um, the only one I'm really curious is just how Hinata like handled it. Like, what what was what was the what was the story behind that, and how did she handle it? Because mm-hmm. I don't really care that much for Ino. Let's be honest. Uh, and Hinata is an interesting character, and like you know, she's shy. She's you know, to, for lack of a better word, weak. Um, so, like, I would like to see what, what the challenge was with her. Mm. But honestly, the other ones don't interest me. Kiba is one of the worst characters in the, in, in the series and, like, least interesting ones. Yeah. And Shino is Shino. Like, and then who are the other two? Cho- Choji's kind of cool. Shikamaru's amazing. But yeah, maybe, like, Shikamaru and uh, Hinata would be the ones I'd be interested in. Mm. Okay, um, it then cuts to the next day. Or no, 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 okay, sorry. Uh, it then cuts to Neji's team. Uh, we don't even know who the sensei is at this point. It's guy. It's Guy's team. And you see yeah. Rock Lee, they're talking about the three rookie squads in the Chunin exams, and that this is the first time there have been three rookie squads in the Chunin exams, the first time in five years. And it is, I think they actually even say, like, they're not, like, first-year students. They're actually, like, because... I don't know. I forgot if they announced it, but basically they just talk about the first three, the three rookie teams. But we find out that these guys are guys team and that guy held them back one more year to make sure they're ready. And they look like they're relishing the opportunity to face this one once in five years uh, group group of three rookies or three groups of rookies. Yeah, <laughs> that was a horrible way of talking. I was just, my tongue got tied. I try to mm-hmm. try to save myself, but whatever. Okay, uh, it then cuts to um, the next day um, to the academy where uh, Naruto and Sasuke are waiting for uh, Sakura. She reminisces about yesterday, or no? Sasuke notices something about Sakura. She, something different about Sakura, who is reminiscing about yesterday, and she's saying he's saying that she looks more confident. I believe is what he says. Yeah, now that I don't remember much, but I guess, you know, compared to yesterday, Sakura Sakura has been saying that she didn't want to do the exam, if I remember correctly. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And the, I mean, the entire thing with Iruka was like, you shouldn't even do it. And she's like, Mm. yeah, yeah. I'm going to do it anyway. Because I'm being, I'm because of peer pressure, basically. Anyways, it cuts, it cuts into the academy. Two bullies are preventing everyone from entering 301, the place where the exam is supposed to take place. Sasuke notices that it's a Genjutsu and then praises Sakura for having the sharpest eyes for spotting Genjutsu. 
And it turns out that they're only on the second floor. Quick question for you. Did Sakura notice it? She didn't say anything. Yeah, she was hesitant. And, you know, she supposedly had the, whatchamacallit, sharpest eyes and the best analytical skills, yet she's the slowest to even answer. Yeah. This this reminds me of a scene. It's way later in the series. I might as well just get it out here. But, like, uh, like later on when you know Sasuke fights Danzo, like you know Karin is basically just like analyzing what the what the Sharingan of the arms arms are and how Izanagi works and like all this you know hoopla about it and how complex of like just how it works. And then like at the end, she finally announces it to Sasuke. This is how it works, and Sasuke's like, I know. It's like Man. so. It's like their defining quality is their is their analytical skills, yet. It's not something that's unique to them at all. It's just kind of like something that the guys just naturally have. And it's just, what is the point of even <laughs> saying this? Like, if you know, the, if everyone could just figure it out just like that. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they got smarter over the years. And this is like, what, geez, how many years from it? Probably like an extra five years. I think I, I have no clue. Uh, well, I mean, I guess we'll get to it if we ever do get to it. But I just uh, like, what is the point of having analytical skills and having that being something that you praise the, you know, the female characters for if the guys are just as analytic and it's not even talked about? It's just something that comes naturally to them. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's sad enough. Anyways, yes, they're only on the second floor. The bully then attacks Sasuke. Oh no, their their plan has been exposed. But is stopped by a teleporting Rock Lee, essentially. Like, he is so fast. He literally just teleports in front of them and stops Sasuke's kick, which, you know, Sasuke notes. Yeah, he also noticed that his bruises were gone, which I don't know why it was such a big deal <laughs> to him, but I mean, sure. Uh, Rock Lee then introduces himself and just straight up, straight, straight up, ask Sakura out right then and there. Stand up guy. He is rejected and gets called a weirdo by Sakura. Uh, Neji comes up and asks Sasuke to introduce himself. He doesn't, which makes Tenten blush because uh, that's all ladies are good for. <laughs> it's just, it's really annoying. I'm sorry. Uh, Naruto is sad that no one is asking for his name. The bullies then um, teleport like behind a door and reveal themselves to be adults slash instructors, saying that the kids passed the first test, getting the exams through. The episode then ends with Sasuke relishing, relishing the competition that he gets to go up against, and Gara, Neji, and Rock Lee appear on the screen because those are the guys he's thinking of. Yeah, lots of lots of competition, and it's only been one episode really seeing all three these uh, characters, and we haven't known any of these powers yet oh uh, just one more thing before i want to note before we move on to the next episode uh so the 10 the scene where they introduce uh neji and ten ten and broccoli is one of the only scenes where ten ten is actually portrayed in a positive light i feel because she's throwing kunai at neji who has the trust in her not to hit not to you know stab him with a kunai and she's throwing it like without looking so it's like, I just want to note that. I don't think she has any much of any more scenes after this. Yeah, not until we see, well, further into the junior exams, I guess. It's too bad because in general, we only see that much 1010 uh, anyway throughout the rest of this, like, I guess years that Naruto's been out. Yeah, and the only other one is like the, the one kind of weird uh, 
alternate universe, which was a really cool arc for a few episodes. But like Tenten does not get much screen time. On this. And like if they, even when she gets screen time, it's usually not positive. So mm. um, yeah, so just want to just want to note that. Okay, anything else before we move on to episode 22? Mm, not that I know of, to be honest. Okay, well, let's move on to episode 22. I love this episode. This this episode at the at the end, what we'll talk about it is going to be in, in, inducted into Owen's Naruto episode of Awesome, because uh, I, I will explain. Let's uh, let's recap it real quick. Uh, the episode opens with basically the final minute of last episode. The only difference is that Neji is in Neji in his thoughts. He knows who Sasuke is and that he is an Uchiha because of his outfit. Um, Tenten and Neji go on while Lee stays back and to try and catch up to uh, Team Ten, calling and he calls out Sasuke for a fight. Basically, he challenges him. Sasuke accepts. Rock Lee again also confesses that he wants to impress Sakura. Looks over to her, and then he says, "I love you" to her. Talk about escalation right there. Yeah, some some weird escalation indeed. Uh, Sakura vehemently. God, I should not have right. Basically, he re- she she rejects him pretty outright and dodges all of his hearts. Um, comically, uh, Naruto also wants to fight Rock Lee. He's tired of being ignored. Lee has absolutely no interest and easily de- defeats him. Like treats him like literally just kicks him to the curb legitimately. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like w- without even trying. So and okay, so before you know Sasuke and Rock Lee start fighting. Uh, Sakura reminds Sasuke that they, they only have 30 minutes to turn in their applications. Sasuke, big man here, says he'll beat Rock Lee in five seconds. The narrator says he does not. <laughs> he charges Lee and gets kicked right in the face <laughs> by, by Lee, who notes he and and before but before he does that, or before Lee kicks him, Sasuke notes that he's not moving fast enough for Lee. And kind of a rare acknowledgement was like, oh shit, this guy's for real. Yeah. Uh, Sasuke then activates a Sharingan because, oh shit, he's got to take this guy seriously. This guy is not anyone to be fucked with. And then he's going to, and that he also like, you know, because Lee is so fast, he's, he's theorizing that this is a, a ninjutsu or a genjutsu because no normal man can just move like that. So he activates a Sharingan to try and read his ninjutsu and genjutsu. And but while he does that, Sakura is just just drooling basically over Sasuke activating his Sharingan. It's like, oh my god, we can't we can't predict what's gonna happen when when Sasuke activates this almighty Sharingan. He's he's just so powerful. Oh my god, he's so sexy. Uh, Sasuke is then shockingly kicked in the face again, confusing Sasuke and Sakura. And the way the reason why he was able to do that again. Is because is because Lee is not using any genjutsu or any ninjutsu. He's using pure taijutsu, basically physical kicks and punches. Yeah. Before we move on, have you noticed that Sasuke's eyes? Um, it has an extra. Uh, I don't know how to call it. I, I, call it, I call it like yeah, a little comma. I call it a little tick mark. It's called tomoe. I think is what it's called. Yeah, I, I forgot. I, I'm pretty sure there was an explanation somewhere in the later episodes where it kind of explains which each um i guess you say tomoe is or what it represents but yeah i mean he gained an extra little comma ever since uh, the fight with 
Jeez, how did I forget? I always this? thought he has two uh, Haku, but uh, I think Haku, he. Yeah. I thought he always had two. Like the only time he had one, I believe, was when he a- activated it. You know, the Itachi thing. But I, uh-huh. I thought he always had two. If I remember correctly, from the Haku fight, he had two in one eye and one in the other. But, I I don't remember that, so you you might be right. I'm not sure, but mm-hmm. it it doesn't really come into play. But he but basically he 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 activates a Sharingan, and yeah, pretty and, much, and then finds out that he's still he's still gonna get his ass whooped because this guy's too damn good. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, Lee is now just shit talking the hell out of Sasuke, who then charges him again and kicks him in the face. But before that, it, it's one of the most beautiful moments uh, in in just. Pfft, it's this is why this episode is in the hall is in the hall of awesome for me. It's like his shit talking is incredible because it's not he doesn't beat around the bush. He doesn't use like you know analogies. He doesn't like try to you know try and use fancy words. He literally just says you're too slow. You're I I'm too fast for you. There's nothing you can do. It's it's what I call fundamental, straightforward, and just like no nonsense state like statement of fact with no hyperbole and just like pure like pure statement of fact shit talking like there's no need there's no need to use fancy words or anything he just straight up says to Sasuke you are too slow (laughs) I love it it's it's just it's the most disrespectful kind of shit talking like without any of the like you know any of the unnecessary like salad dressing, I call it. Oh, is that your reason why this uh, episode? Yes, that that is one that is one of the main episodes, and it's like a bare, it's like a bare, it's what I call like a a beautiful like bare bones WWE baby face promo. Although he's kind of the heel in this episode because for some reason we're kind of supposed to cheer for Sasuke in this one, but like he just beats Sasuke's ass. And just talks all this shit to him. And it's the kind of shit talking that just that gets you right at like where it's like right where it hurts because it, he he just he just is faster than Sasuke. And there's nothing that Sasuke can do about it. And he lets him know without any without any kind of like fancy like vocabulary and just yeah, it's it's so it's so good. It's it's one of the reasons why it's probably it's one of my favorite episodes so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he hasn't shown any. Any like real moves, I guess you could say, in terms of like special moves that they call out. And Sasuke is using the shine gun at the moment, so he, he, he just renders himself useless, pretty much. He, he's he's really getting punked. Like he's just getting outclassed. Like oh, like I I have these. I have so many. He even talks about it later. I have so many of these. I have an advantage over you. I have these eyes that can read your hand signs. Mm-hmm. Oh, guess what? I'm just not going to use hand signs. And there's nothing you can fucking do about it. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. And Rockley, I believe in one of the scenes where he was, uh, was it? They're just floating in the air. Was that he was saying that how he's going to prove that more training uh, outweighs the, what was the word? Natural talent. Or natural, like natural talent. Gears. Yeah, which is what I'm going to get into right now, because, yes, uh, so Leash talks shit to him, who enrages Sasuke, who then charges him again. And guess what? You know, what what is the definition of insanity? Crazy? No, it's it's doing the same thing over and over again. Okay. (laughs) So he gets kicked in the face again, 
This time he flies up in the air and Lee just teleports behind him, literally announced, I mean, granted, this is actually very regular for um, Naruto fights, but he just announces, dance, he, he's about to he's about to do something to Sasuke. And Sasuke, with the Sharingan, is able to read that it's called the Dancing Leaf Shadow. However, without, despite him knowing that, he doesn't know what Lee is actually going to do next and is about to get, you know, fatality, basically. Like, Mortal Kombat fatality. But for some reason, it, but you know, not for some reason, but he basically is stopped by a talking turtle. Uh, the turtle berates Lee, saying that the move is forbidden, and Lee is very, very sorry. Uh, the turtle ends his lecture with the announcement of a punishment and summons Guy Sensei. This is where we meet Guy Sensei. Yeah. Uh, when you first watched this episode, did you think that this guy was his father? Yes, of course. Looks exactly <laughs> the same as him. I know, exactly. But later on, they're like, oh, no, this is just a... A guy that Rockley looked up to and just dresses happens to dress the same. And th this is part two of why this episode is in the Hall of Awesome. It's because like the, the introduction is so ridiculous. Uh, like Guy Sensei appears, the whole team just team seven just freaks out. It's like, oh my god, he looks exactly the same. He's like he's exactly like Rock Lee. Like you can you can see that like Rock Lee looks up to him. And just, it, it's so funny, the reaction to it, in my opinion, where it's just, it's a mirror image. And it's like, just, this is where he gets all his mannerisms, skills, and everything from. He is literally his father, as you mentioned. Mm -hmm. um, Team 7 is freaked out by Guy Sensei, uh, as I mentioned, how he looks exactly like Lee and where he gets his inspiration from. Guy punishes Lee by punching the shit out of him. And then they embrace and cry together. And for some reason, the the, the Naruto erotic soundtrack plays like you you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's one of the weirdest. Like it, again, this is why it's in, why it's in the Hall of Awesome. It's one of the weirdest soundtrack. Like there's another goofy soundtrack you can play, but why do you have to play the erotic one? I mean, they only have really like four soundtracks. Not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm just saying that there's another one you could use. It's it was just weird but again that's why it ends up in the hall of awesome uh he ends it he ends his lecture by ordering lee to run 100 laps around the practice field uh he bumps it up to 500 later um but sasuke can't believe he lost to someone this lame sakura's just freaking out i don't know about what and naruto shows admiration for the duel a little bit of foreshadowing calling the relationship sweet and honestly it is kind of a sweet relationship and it is just really really late yeah, but you know, maybe Naruto just needed a guy figure in his life. Maybe, maybe a father that wasn't there for him, and he saw it in Guy Sensei and Rock Lee. Yeah, yeah, good point. I didn't actually think of that, but yeah, like it's. It, I mean, like he he's the only one that kind of sees, I guess, like what this relationship is truly about. And yeah, yeah, you're right, actually, because like it is kind of a father-son relationship, as you just mentioned. Like they literally look exactly the same, despite not really being related. And yeah, it, it's a, it's, it's a really, it's again, a really just funny, like, you know, 10 or so minutes. It's probably one, it's probably one of the best to 10 minutes, in my opinion, of Naruto so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, guy, guy then announces that he's rivals with Kakashi and that his record is 50 to 49 against him, which, which you know, everyone is shocked by because how was this, you know, bushy brow looking motherfucker like rivals with Kakashi at the same level as, as Kakashi even. 
Um, guy then orders Lee to escort Team Seven to the exam room. Uh, I've I forgot to well, like I, they should have mentioned this, but Lee just kind of bails later. So you know, Guy should have probably punished him a little bit more. Uh, Naruto then notices how scratched up Lee's knuckles are. Like they are like fucked up, and it's a sign. And you know, Naruto kind of theorizes that it's a sign that he trains crazy, basically. Uh, Lee then reveals to Sasuke that he wasn't even his true target. It wasn't that he didn't like, he's not even the guy he wants to see his strength against. And that instead it is Neji or no, he doesn't even say his Neji. He says, he says it's some, someone on my team. And then, you know, a picture of Neji pops up and that he's even stronger than Lee. Mm. It could have been 10 10. Who knows? <laughs> no, maybe. Uh, but did, have they actually introduced Neji at this point? Like we've seen him, but we don't know his name yet, do we? Yeah, now that you mention it, no, I don't think he's ever been mentioned by name. Not that I could think of. Not even his last name, which is a major, you know, plot to uh, this, uh, I guess, story. Uh, Nar- after Lee leaves, uh, by the way, uh, we'll, we'll get we'll get into it later. He goes the other way for some reason. Like the the exam room's right there. Why did you just go the other way? Uh, he leaves. Uh, Naruto shit talks Sasuke, saying that basically Lee whooped his ass. Granted, I do, I would not want to hear this from Naruto, who literally just got <laughs> kicked to the curb, legitimately. And you know he and judging and Naruto says judging from uh, Rock Lee's hands that he works harder than Naruto. Uh, Sasuke is angry at first, but then shifts to what I call a motivated grin, and that he's excited for the competition. And meanwhile, the epic Naruto music plays uh, in the background, and Team Seven enters the exam room. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna try to be a negative Nancy or anything, but how do people not know that they're in the second floor and not the third floor? Genjutsu. That that whole. <laughs> That whole, whatchamacallit, second floor better be filled with genjutsu. Or they should have added like a whole another set of staircase so it <laughs> makes it feel like they're on the dirt floor. I don't know. To, to be fair, I just mentioned like not the geometry of a lot of this doesn't make any sense. Because again, I just said Rock Lee went the other way. The example yeah. was like right there. Yeah. Where, where are you going? Where the hell are you going? And not only that, they were on the first floor. So why did they go down a floor when they should be going up? So, like, a lot, again, uh, like, where, where is Neji intended? Like, why are they here if this is where you're supposed to turn your application? Like, I, I, I don't know. It's a fair, if th- this episode doesn't make much sense. It really doesn't. But, like, again, it, it's in my Hall of Awesome, and it's just one, it's, it's, the, mo- it's the most, t- like, enjoyment I've had watching Naruto so far. Because you're, mm. you're introduced to a new character, and he's very relatable. And, again, you're, you're also... He's very relatable. And again, we've seen Sasuke get his ass whooped. So like, we know like he's not the, he's not the shit like in the series, it's Naruto. And like, it's kind of fun to see him get his ass absolutely handed to him here. And like, basically get, let him get put, put in his place, get him knock, knocked down a few pegs. And like, now he can get humbled and kind of start over, which is really where he should have started from the beginning. Not like, you know, this guy who's better than everyone because we know he's not. Yeah, but we don't know that yet until pretty much until the Haku fight, really, I guess. And then you see a little Naruto and then you see a little Rocky against Sasuke. And, you know, his, I guess, fighting style isn't, how would I say it? I don't know how to describe it. 
he's not up to par yet i guess yeah but again like he's presented as a guy who's just who's like you know way ahead of everyone else and granted uh, rock lee is i guess i think older because he is like a year like you know one year ahead of him but at the same time, it's just good to see him see Sasuke get put in his place. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. Uh, one last thing I want to mention before we move on to the next episode. Like, th- did you watch the English dubbed or subbed? For, for I, I had to I had to listen to the English this time around because oh. the the whatchamacallit. Yeah, the sub is kind of the translation's kind of a little wonky. So I, I switched back. Because I was going to ask you, because I think Lee's English voice is perfect, like in terms of kind of the nerdiness of it and like how monotone he is to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. I think it's perfect for him. His Japanese voice is a lot, is way cooler, in my opinion. And I'm just like, yeah, you're you're too cool to to, to like voice this voice actor, if that makes any sense. I was actually this character, I mean. I was actually going to mention about Lee's English voice. It, It sounds a little too monotone, I feel it, but, but that's kind of what he is he is a very kind of like by the book kind of guy who just trains hard as hell follows all the rules and you know has a very strong sense of character like mm-hmm. over like like too much character if that makes yeah. any sense like it's perfect I, I remember back in episode i want to say 21 was when we first see uh rockley neji and ten ten when i heard rockley's voice i was like it sounds a little off <laughs> kind of like how tamari's was but worse i feel that's my opinion to be fair like i think I, I i'm not i can't say this for sure but like you know this is maybe this is like the start like the beginning of their careers and like there's not they just haven't gotten that character down yet and like maybe their their voices kind of they find their voice later on uh in the oh, series yeah. if that makes any sense mm-hmm. that's true Okay. Uh, anything else you want to say before we officially induct this episode into the Naruto, Owens Naruto Hall of Fame? And yeah, before we move on to the next episode? Hmm. Now that you mentioned you have episodes inducted into your Hall of Fame, I don't, I don't think I had an episode inducted to the Hall of Fame yet. I wouldn't want to say the final episode of Arc of Zabuza, but that, that's probably within the top 20 not like top 10 for me no th- those don't get to, those don't get it's a, they're not enjoyable for me to watch i guess in a way like they're very emotional they're very philosophical there's a lot in there to love about it but it, it, it there were those were pretty sad episodes and like I, I don't like the hall of awesome is not about like being sad it's about enjoying the episode and mm. while those episodes were really good it's not the kind of enjoyment that I got from watching this episode. I see. Well, sadly for me, it's going to take quite a while because there is a lot of episodes and it's going to take a while for probably the next episode in my mind to pop up. Yes, and we will announce it when you do find that one episode and we can induct them into the Naruto Owen or Owen's Naruto of Awesome. That will one day include Fog in there. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to episode 23. Now, now this episode starts with uh, Kakashi waiting at room 301, uh, revealing that only groups of three can uh, participate in the exam. So, and kind of praises uh, Sakura because, you know, she had hesitations about uh, doing the exam. And because she came, uh, Kakashi is proud of them. 
for all coming together because again, only basically only groups of three can actually enter the exam. So team seven walks into the room and are shocked that there are so many people. Eno out of nowhere comes hugging an annoyed looking Sasuke. Uh, Shikamaru and Choji show up. Uh, Kiba squad shows up shortly after. And uh, Naruto does a little bit of an introduction for all the uh, all the members. So a quick quick question is, why doesn't Sasuke just throw Eno out of the way? Like I was really expecting that, but that didn't happen. Yeah, he he just straight up accepted it, <laughs> very much. Yeah, this, this is our first inter- introduction to Eno, Shikamaru, and Choji. Um, like, yeah, again, Naruto kind of introduces them. My favorite one is definitely Shikamaru and uh, Hinata. Hinata's the weird one where, like, he's all like Naruto literally says, you know, she gets all shy and embarrassed around her around him. I wonder why she does that. And that line stood out to me. It's just like. You just answer your own damn question. What, what do you mean, why? <laughs> the audience don't know why either. <laughs> no, but, and, and yes, this is basically the first time we really meet Hinata. Like we've seen Hinata, like glimpses of Hinata at the beginning, I think on episode two or three. Mm-hmm. This is really the first time we get introduced to like these characters. Yep, according to Naruto, pretty much most of them are what he calls annoying. Mm, yes uh speaking of annoying kiba shows up is very cocky and then choji approaches akarari to try and eat him like did i get that right yeah i i watched the sub version no sorry the dub version english dub version and yeah that's what i heard too okay uh and then and then cuts to shino uh stops choji from stepping on a bug while he's about to approach uh kiba to eat akamaru for some reason uh, Kabuto shows up. That's a new character. Uh, he shows up and tells the three teams that they're attracting a lot of attention. They turn to, um, they basically turn to like the crowd and they're all staring at him. Uh, Kabuto then reveals that it's the seventh time he's taking the exam. And basically, he kind of like being kind of humble, just kind of, you know, low key admitting that he sucks, basically. And he introduces the squad to his chakra info cards. Uh, how many people are from each village are here and also like individual stats. Sasuke gets Kabuto to show Rock Lee and Gara's cards. And Rock Lee like has, a, has like really good taijutsu, but you know, not very good ninjutsu or genjutsu, but really high taijutsu. Gara is just a mystery. And uh, Kabuto also says that the sound village, apparently he doesn't have much information on those guys. And they're a mystery uh, that comes back to be a little bit more important later. So he then t- says that this exam has the group with the highest potential, the strongest that he's seen in four years. So a lot of praise for this group. Uh, it then skips to Kakashi, who was going through a flashback of him talking shit to Guy or, you know, just, you know, just p- pumping up his team, say, talking about how uh, his team may be better than his and. But him saying that like confidently to Guy talking shit to him, he's not fully confident of that. So I thought that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. So going back to the when he mentioned, uh, I guess how many getting are from each land. I, I guess it's land, right? Because it's not really it, there's villages within the land, but there's it's just the land in general. Right? I, I think it's the lands, yes. So yeah, I remember he was talking about how they kind of regulate how many shinobi can participate in this exam and i'm like there's quite a lot from the land of fire and he was 
Yeah, that was a bit of an unfair advantage there. Yeah, and he was trying to say, oh, they're trying to regulate the amount of shinobi trying to become a tuning, yet we have the most somehow. Well, you know, like, it's whoever makes the rules, right? And, you know, the land of fire, the Lee Village, they make the rules, so they get the most. Sounds like America. Sounds very much. Well, sounds like government in general. Yeah. A lot of, (laughs) you know, the rich get richer. It, it, It is what it is. Like, I didn't even I didn't even really pay attention to that. It's good that you brought that up. But yeah, not very fair. But, you know, it makes a little bit of sense. The exam is happening in the land of fire. So I guess it makes sense that the most, you know, it's just more convenient to come to the land of fire if you're mm-hmm. already there, I guess. Yeah, pretty much they're right smack in the middle of every other land, I believe. Are they? I actually didn't pay attention actually, to that. I thought they were on the more on the north side, but oh, I can't. I can't confirm that. I actually have a picture of it. it they're actually kind of like more the west side, and the rest is kind of like the east side. Okay, so not in the middle. It, they're just the most powerful. That's just how it is. Pretty much the big boy. Uh, okay, so Naruto is looking shaky. Uh, Sakura tries to comfort him, but instead he announces he's going to beat everyone's ass in the room. And now everyone in the room is staring at him and attracting more attention because that's just how it is when you just announce that you're better than everyone. Uh, The sound ninja over here, uh, Kabuto saying that they're a mystery and plans to teach him a lesson and say, you know, like, you know, are you you saying basically like we're not going to be a mystery like after we teach him a lesson. So the three teams, uh, that's team, team 7, team 8, and team 10, they are mad at Naruto for drawing all the attention of the room to them. Uh, the Sound Ninja then attack Kabuto. He's able to dodge, like, the guys, at, the main guy's attack, the guy that looks like the boss. Like, they, he manages to dodge it, but they do crack his glasses. And after a moment, it, I think he starts to cough up blood. He coughs. I don't think he coughs up blood, does he? Uh, he either pukes or cough up blood. I, I'm not sure. They kind of censored it, uh, really. Um, everyone is looking at just what happened and trying to decode what happened. Uh, spoiler, we actually don't find out what really happened. And like, they, Kabuto definitely dodges the attack, but, you know, he still gets injured somehow. But we never really found out what happened. Um, so after, before that could, that situation can escalate, Ibiki uh, appears to bring order and announce that they'll, he'll be their proctor and their worst enemy for the rest of the test. So Ibiki is the uh, proctor for the exam, the teacher, the mm-hmm. organizer of the attack for those of you that have not watched Naruto, I assume. Although I assume if you're listening to this, you probably have watched it. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to know him a little more in the upcoming episodes. A uh, few little extra notes that I have. Uh, I just I had a note that some of the some of these Ganyan look like grown ass adults, <laughs> like grown ass men for the most yeah, part. Yeah, mostly men, sadly, because mm-hmm. they didn't do too many female models within that huge group of people. Yeah, you know, I mean, it keeps adding to you know the lack of gender equality. I guess if you want to like bring that up, it's it's just it just sticks out. Okay, like it's mostly just men. And they mostly look like they're grown ass men. Granted, in the Naruto world, like if you're 14 or like 15, you look like a grown ass man for the mo- for the most part. You look like a grown ass adult if you're like 15. Yeah. So chances are these guys are just 15. Well, jumping a little ahead, did, did you notice some of the people taking an exam? Do you like remember the guy with the full on grown mustache looking like a professor in the front I, row? I missed that. No. Mm. Yeah. So some of the guys really do look like grown men as in like 
more than a teenage age. There is a character in the Naruto universe in one of the fillers. Like, there's a guy named called the Internal Guinea. He's like a really old guy that just oh. never that just never passed. So, I I assume it's a relatively common thing. Especially like we start to learn like shooting exams dangerous as fuck. <laughs> like mm-hmm. maybe some people just don't want to deal with this shit. Yeah, they're they're a little too hard jumping from was it D and C to this really, and yeah. it's big gap. Yeah, and like you know, you get a little bit of a pay bump, I assume, if you go to a tuning. But some people just—it just ain't worth it, you know. To put yourself mm-hmm. out there. Oh yeah. Another note I have: uh, Shino's voice I thought sounded really weird. It does not sound like his voice, and that's because it is a different voice actor. Uh, in this episode, it is uh, Sam Riegel, and uh, after episode thirty-four. Uh, and beyond, it t- it switches to Derek Stephen Prince, so that's why it's he's actually like he sounds really weird in this episode. Hmm. That's interesting. I I never noticed because he barely speaks at all most of the time, and he only really said like a few words this episode. Well, like he has a very distinct high voice. Like it's not high high, but it's like it's pretty high pitched uh, compared hmm. to the current voice that he has. So that's why I noticed it. And like I, I mentioned, like Tamari sounds really weird. She's starting to grow into her voice, but like you know, it's actually the same voice actor. And the but the Shino one like really sounds different from what I remember. And yeah, I was right. It is a different voice actor. Hmm. I probably should look back at that because I, I just gave a lot of the voice actors a you know benefit of the doubt. They kind of just develop on the way. Uh, I another note I have Sakura says jackass um, um, when choking Naruto like calling him a jackass I think that is probably the most vulgar word that's been said in the entire series I believe I would say so I don't even remember some parts of Shippuden maybe some but not a lot Edad is the one I think that went the farthest because like in Japanese that dude's cusses up a goddamn storm uh, but like, you know, in the English version, the worst they get is bitch. But like, I don't think it gets any further than that. But that's the I think the farthest they've ever gone. Yeah. Now that you mention it, I, I think so. Maybe we'll catch something in, in the future episodes. But yeah, they're pretty loose with the uh, language. Just like I, I was I was not expecting that. But pretty loose in terms of just the filter. But yeah, okay. it- go ahead. Oh, no, it's just early 2000s, and I believe this is TV 14 at the time. I believe so. You're probably right. There's a chance it could be TV PG, but I think it's probably TV 14 because of the violence. Mm -hmm. Okay, anything else you want to talk about before we jump off to episode 24? Mm. Where do you think Kabuto's squad is? They they didn't really introduce him until, you know, I'm going to jump ahead again a little later. Well, it's just assumed he has a squad. Like, <laughs> yeah. there, there are, there are. I mean, like, yeah. If you, th- if you think, like, looking back now, now that you mentioned it, like, everyone is like introduced with their squad mates, but he doesn't have one. It's probably some sound ninja. Let's be honest. Yeah, same thing with the free squad requirement. I mean, I, I totally forgot that was even a, supposed to be a thing. I mean, if Sakura did, you know, wake out, then that way next year, really. Well, it's good that she didn't, right? Hmm. Okay, let's uh get let's go on to episode twenty four. Uh, so it starts with Ibiki introducing himself, and then he lambasts the sound ninja and gets them to apologize in quotations. Um, Ibiki explains the process of how everyone will be seated for their test. Uh, 
and then shows that it's a written test. And Naruto is very, very dismayed at the idea of a written test. He freaks out immediately. So they start to take their, sorry, uh, you have anything to say? No, 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 no. go on. Um, So they start to take their seats and then Naruto takes a seat. He's all alone uh, until he noticed that Hinata is sitting right next to him. So he feels a little better. Uh, Ibiki then uh, uh, proceeds to explain the rules of the exam. Everyone starts with 10 points. Every question they miss deducts one point from their score, which is 10. If they're caught cheating, they're deducted two points. And if they're caught five times, them and their team or their team and them, I don't know the grammar to that one, uh, that are automatically dismissed. And the final score is team-based. If one member gets zero points on the exam, the entire team is dismissed. And Naruto is very devastated after hearing these rules, how if he doesn't answer a single question, he's fucked. If he gets too many wrong, he's fucked. And if he cheats, he's still fucked. Yeah, they also never explain how many points the whole cumulative team should be getting to, you know, pass either. Well, you know, if you do the math, it's probably 30. <laughs> just, the, just the theory. So pretty much you have to get a perfect score in order to pass. Well, you spoiler on. He never explained that part because yeah. it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, I, I assume like, you know. Like, I guess he didn't go into detail and you can pick apart that one and figure out like, oh, what this test is about. But, you know, we 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 find out later why mm-hmm. it doesn't why it doesn't matter. Yeah, just a lot of loose caveats. And, you know, Sasuke did catch on for some parts of it in terms of uh, having to cheat. Well, everyone, everyone except for Naruto is literally who caught on to what this test is about. Like literally. Um, yeah. Because everyone like does their thing somehow, but we'll, we'll get to that in a bit. So, okay. So the exam starts, uh, Naruto tries his hand at the questions, but sees immediately that he cannot answer them. And also it switches to Sasuke who also can't answer these questions. Naruto has a bit of a mental breakdown while Nar- while Sakura theori- theorizes just looking at some of the test questions that it's to get the students to cheat. Oh, oh, no, I wrote it wrong. It's Sasuke theorizes that the point of the test is to get the students to cheat because the, the questions are just too damn hard. Like they are like, I don't even know. I don't even, I don't even remember like the test questions, but it, it involves a lot of calculations and like a lot of theory. Basically, mm-hmm. the idea is that a Genie is not supposed to be able to answer these by, by any means. And the idea of the test that Sasuke figures out is that you are supposed to actually cheat on this because he also notices like normally on any test, if you get caught cheating, you're done. Right. But instead, mm-hmm. they just deduct two points. So that's actually a big red flag that he, that he mentions. And yes, uh, the, so Sasuke theorizes the point of the test is to get the students to cheat and hopes that Naruto uh, doesn't fall for it. Uh, Naruto is comically not able to figure it out and just succumbs to the thought that he has to get he has to cheat without getting caught. Yeah, I mean, pretty much from the beginning, Biggie pretty much kind of hinted in a way where you got to just use what you know to pass this test and looking at the test it i mean we i couldn't read it because it's in japanese but would you have been able to solve it if you could read in japanese (laughs) like let's be honest that that's not the point like it's it's hard is all you got to know yeah that second question uh sasuke was explaining i was like 
why, why is there so many letters in this like formula that you have to like theorize or integrate? Uh, cool. Well, not really a quick question for you. Like, since we're talking about tests, have you ever cheated on a test? Let's just, let's just kind of um, go a little off base here. Uh, I can't even remember. <laughs> not gonna lie, maybe I have. I don't even remember the last one I did. Yeah, well, I, well, I have definitely cheated. Like, that's. Just, um, I mean, like, I've gotten caught once. Uh, luckily, I oh. didn't get. I didn't get failed for for the. Uh -huh. for the I think I did get failed for the exam. I actually don't remember. Mm -hmm. But yes, I have I have cheated many times. Uh, do you count Chegg as cheating? I would say so. In, really? In a, in a way, but do you count knowing what's on the test before taking it? Like if you talk to someone before that already took it, then you take it and you already know. Would you knowing, count that? Knowing the exact, knowing the exact like is it the exact same question or is it like slightly different, but you know the framework of the question? Let's go with exact. Yeah, that, that'll be, that, I would think I would call that cheating, but I mean, like I'm not trying to be like some moral compass here. Like, like since you, since you count Chegg as cheating, that's like 90, that's what I feel like 80% of college students. I want to say more, not going to lie. <laughs> yeah but uh, but yeah I, i've definitely cheated like this before i've definitely cheated on tests before it's i mean it, it is what it is like school can sometimes be kind of dumb um the only the dumbest thing that uh, unfortunately that i was a victim of is, was that i did get caught once or twice granted mm -hmm. not in college like i didn't get that although there was one time i got uh, one of my friends uh copied one copied uh, my essay he changed it around but uh we got caught and Luckily, I didn't. I didn't get. I didn't get an automatic zero. He was able to talk the professor out of like straight up deducting. But so the one time I did get caught, quote unquote, cheating wasn't even didn't really wasn't really my fault. I'll just say. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we. I mean, our ways aren't definitely not the ways that uh, the Naruto universe has done it, right? No, it is not. Okay, back back to the uh, back to the episode. Uh, meanwhile, Sasuke figures out what the test is actually about, why there's such an emphasis on cheating, as we just uh, mentioned. Uh, Sakura, Sakura also, however, is actually able to straight up answer these questions, which I just wish they actually emphasized this more, like how goddamn smart she is. And also Hinata, they don't even talk about this. Hinata's able to straight up answer all the questions, but they don't, they don't talk about it at all. They're just, oh, you got to focus on cheating. Um, but uh, so Sakura like actually figures out what this test is about, but knows that this is some hard shit and like, just, they hope that Naruto can figure it out somehow. We then get a montage of how a lot of the characters, just like Sasuke have kind of figured out the test and are now finding a way to cheat. So Gara summons some sand. We don't really know what he does with it. Kankuro um, reveals that his puppet is disguised as a sentinel. Ak Akamaru is somehow in the room somehow he's allowed into the room and he's sniffing out answers yeah and barking it to kiba too like can no one hear this guy yeah the fact that he didn't get thrown out is insane to me and like again akamaru was somehow allowed to actually be in like led into the test like mm -hmm. that that's an unfair advantage right i mean not gonna lie to gara and conqueror as well it's like isn't it kind of obvious that you see something going on with Gara and Conqueror is like, can't, can't you not recognize your own like sentinels uh, posted around the room either? 
my assumption is that like they they're looking for specific things like if you just peek like at someone else's test like so obvious dumb shit that you that you normally do on a regular test in the, mm. in the regular world so i'm guessing some things they just allow because you know as we found out later on like you know neji uses the byakugan um Sasuke uses um, the Sharingan and Eno straight up just drops dead on her desk and no one comes <laughs> to check on her. Um, but anyways, uh, and so this is actually amazing enough, the most probable thing that's happened so far in terms of how to cheat. The sound ninja, the you know, the scary looking one, the mummy looking one is able to figure out like what someone is writing by their frequency of their pencil. Now, now that sounds insane. But I hate to say it, this is probably the most probable way to cheat on this test that I've seen so far. Yeah, probably the one of the best abilities to have out of everyone that we've seen to cheat for sure. Uh, Shino has a fly spy for him. Like that, he's a, this fly is able to fly around and give and gather answers and give them to Shino. Ten Ten is just straight up has mirrors in the middle of the room somehow and is is contr- is controlling them with wires now. I get it. They're probably really hard to see, but like how good these sentinels are at catching cheating. How do they not see the wires? Yeah. Not, not only that, the mirrors on the ceiling, like they, they're not just like some uh, hidden mirrors. They're just straight up there on the light fixture. Just not just reflecting light and stuff really. And also somehow he, he she relays a message to um, Rock Lee to, put on his headband. I don't know how he does that. I don't even know how he actually gets the answers onto his headband because are you supposed to just look at your forehead? It, it doesn't make much sense, but whatever. We'll, we'll, we'll take it. We'll just, we'll just take it to enjoy. We'll just enjoy this uh, series. Yeah. Uh, it then cuts back to Naruto. Naruto is still freaking out. Okay. So real, real quick, have you ever had a moment like Naruto where you're just lost on a test and you're just like, fuck, I'm going to fail this test. Ooh, yeah, like at that point, when whenever that ever happens to me, I think I was like, I just got to put something down and hope for the best, really. So you have had those moments? Oh, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I've had one moment like this before where like I just like lost all hope. It, it, ironically, it's actually one of the one of the uh, t- classes that you took. It was the cat, I think, engineering six at Zach State. Mm. You remember right? It was the CAD. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Wait, how did you cheat that? <laughs> oh, oh, no, no, no. It wasn't cheating, but like just oh. hopeless, hopeless. Like oh. just kind of gave up on the on the final because I remember I was like checking something out and for some reason it just wasn't coming to me. Uh-huh. And like I was just like, God, I, I, I'm not going to finish this test. And then after a while, I started to figure it out. The funny thing was there were other people having kind of issues with the uh, software because the, the computer crashed. Oh no! Because there were so many people, I guess, on the network, and it was just randomly crap. So basically, it was still saved, but it would crash. And one guy, like, literally freaked out and started kind of slamming the table, which I totally get. And it was just like, damn, like his fucking his fucking uh, computer just froze at the worst time, and you know he rightfully is just flipping out right now. Yeah, those those computers are kind of not up to par when it comes to running that kind of program and uh i think it's also professor based too because it sounds like your professor is not that great compared to what i experienced in uh that class i had the i had the asian guy i don't know if you have him oh i think i know who, who it is that you're talking about but no i had a different guy who like who had who, he was he worked like 
in this company but does like teaching at night as a part-time thing mm, interesting I like, I like i like i like teachers like that but uh yeah um that that was like one of the only moments that i can remember and yeah it was i mean like i get i get naruto's plight here he, he's freaking out so he's freaking out he's just like how am i gonna do this test uh hinata offers for naruto to copy off of her uh, naruto initially questions why she's letting him copy she responds with a lot of hesitation, but basically it ends with the line, something along the lines of, it's because I don't want you to leave. And that, you know, she wants the nine of them to stick together. You know, she's like shy and stuff. We, we know what it is. Like the, the, the audience knows what it is. Mm -hmm. But Naruto is, Naruto then gets convinced and is about to very obviously copy off of Hinata, mind you. But a sentinel throws a kunai at a cheater, freaking everyone out. And Naruto, most importantly, and he finally, and that is the first person that has caught cheating too many times. Yeah, very interesting because, oh, I'm not going to jump too much ahead, but yeah, it's like there's a hundred people and already within like what, would you want to say half an hour? Something along one, those lines, yeah. Yeah, only one guy got caught already. But to be fair, the floodgates open after that first guy. Oh, like, yeah. There's a, there's a bunch of, because, you know, the team, they, if one person gets ejected, their entire team gets ejected. And mm -hmm. like it, like the, the, the kunai start flying and then, you know, threats. And, you know, people are like saying, how, like, this is bullshit. Basically what they're saying. And like, how could, how, how could you prove that I'm cheating? I'm, and the, and the Sentinels are just like, because I say so. <laughs> can't say anything. So yeah, they start ejecting a bunch of people. And, mm -hmm. you know, some of them try to question the validity of the Sentinels, but are, you know, just almost violently refuted and by the Sentinels and saying that they don't make mistakes. Hinata is still unfazed after all that and still encourages Naruto to copy off of her, but Naruto rejects the offer, saying he doesn't want to get her in trouble, gets her to blush as she takes it that he cares, and Naruto immediately starts crying, crying, and just and basically just says, "When the hell did I get so noble?" I thought that was really funny. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I'm pretty sure they got quite a few points docked because of that conversation because they they were having a full on conversation and the uh, they weren't test. quiet either. They were loud. Oh yeah, they were like using their regular <laughs> voices. Like you know, if you were whispering, that would make more sense. But like they were just talking. Like, uh, like how they didn't get kicked out is actually a miracle that i mean granted there's a lot of these like situations where i'm like how in the hell do you not see that right can i have a casual conversation in the middle of this test and not get caught cheating somehow and so and like maybe that's just not cheating somehow who maybe knows? who knows yeah <laughs> uh there's another montage of how people are doing the test sakura is some simply able to answer the questions straight up like that's amazing they don't emphasize it but it, whatever neji uses the byakugan to see through someone and his paper we don't we don't get an introduction on the byakugan yet but uh, now we know that they can see through things so that's pretty cool mm -hmm. um you know uh, sasuke uses sharingan i thought this was really cool he uses a sharingan to imitate someone else's test i thought that was a really cool way of you know cheating and you know using making use of the sharingan yeah it's pretty interesting i mean i guess it's we don't know too much about the Sharingan other than copying movements, I guess, at the moment, right? But yeah, that's really, really cool. 
how, how he's able to do that. Eno uh, uh, uses her mind transfer jutsu to take over Sakura's body to peek at her test. Again, I don't know how the fuck, like, no one notices. She just drops dead. Mm-hmm. Because guess what? Her soul is, she transferred her soul to Sakura. So, like, there's no soul in her body currently. So she just, yeah. drop, she just drops face first onto the desk and no one comes to check on her. Now, I have a question for you about this point. If you were in Eno's shoes, would you have forced Sakura to fail? So she, they, the whole team would have failed. Um, maybe I, I mean, like, if I was Eno, I probably wouldn't because I want to see Sasuke, right? That is true. I, 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 I thought that too, but this is Sakura and Eno, <laughs> and they don't like each other. Yeah, I mean, it's it's petty bullshit. I don't think it's really. I mean, like, to jump ahead later on, they they are kind of friends. Like, kind of. Yeah. Like, this is just petty bullshit for the most part. Hmm. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, Ibiki then admires how composed Gara is, Gar- while Gara activates his third eye. Again, like, just how the hell do you not see the sand? Um, <laughs> see the sand forming and him covering his eye. How does that not look fishy? Uh, Kangaro goes to the bathroom with his puppet sentinel. Um, it then cuts back to Naruto, who still hasn't figured out the test and hasn't answered any questions, and has now resigned to the fact that he'll need to be able to answer the tenth question in order to pass this test. Mm-hmm. And the episode ends, and then, yeah, uh, that's how that's basically the, this episode. Uh, a few extra notes that I have. So I'm trying to pay a lot of attention to the Naruto and Hinata relationship because big, big, big spoilers, I guess. Uh, Naruto and Hinata end up marrying uh, at the end of the series. I'm trying to like, so I'm trying to like just get these hints because I always had my doubts that this was planned from the beginning, the, the relationship. So I just want to really keep a close eye on this. Was this the plan all along for these two to get together? And so far, like, it seems like it. Mm. When I first watched Naruto, I'm not gonna lie, I was on the what do they call it? Naruto and Sakura train. <laughs> You're on not the wrong side lie. of history. You're on the wrong side of history on that one. I'm I'm not gonna lie. Because the way Naruto and Hinyatsu were brought up pretty early on didn't seem too much. Why like, it didn't seem that much. Why like, I guess from similar animes or mangas you always have polar opposites like kind of you know liking each other but i didn't really uh, catch it with naruto and Hinata back then i guess okay let me let me ask you this when did you change your mind uh to jump ahead i'm pretty sure towards the end of the tuning exams with uh uh, spoilers, the fight between Neji and Hinata. You're going too far ahead. Don't spoil it for everyone. You know, you don't want to, <laughs> don't want to, don't want to spoil the 30 year old series for, for everyone. But, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, actually that's actually pretty early. I thought you would say like, oh, I didn't, I didn't realize it until the end. I'm like, you're an idiot. But, <laughs> Not until first episode. Stupid. <laughs> yeah. Like, but anyways. I think like, yeah, they're kind of planting some seeds here. Although like they really try to, I felt like they tried to get us off the scent. They try to like do some red herrings for us just to like make us not, make it not as predictable later on. Mm-hmm. But so far, like the, the seeds have been planted for this romance yeah. in a way. And like, I don't know, I've actually watched quite a few animes where, you know, the shy girl gets, 
gets a you know gets with the kind of brash and outgoing main character like as you mentioned mm-hmm. polar opposites in a way i always thought this was going to be the relationship hmm i see i see it's just that with this series you don't really see too much in Yata. that's why because you really don't <laughs> yeah it's like they only sprinkle it a little here maybe 20 episodes later and a little more sprinkle and it just goes on and on and on until they develop more and more i guess it's it's how would i say it an exponential curve that is very very flat in the beginning yeah okay that's one way of uh, explaining it um, <laughs> yeah uh, another note i have i remember a very funny comment back when uh people when youtube allowed people to post the full naruto's episodes on the on the youtube uh-huh. and there was a comment that i remember saying that you know if he Basically, when Ibiki was uh, explaining the point system about how, you know, you get points deducted for each question you miss. And Naruto is out here saying, basically, well, if I miss 10 questions, it means I'll have zero points. And someone said, someone in the comments said, Naruto, Naruto's so smart. <laughs> hey, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he I, could I, do math? I, I just thought that was funny. Um, I wonder if uh, another note I have, I wonder if Naruto got docked for any points for all the movements he makes during his freakout because there's a lot of freakout moments. And again, he is literally talking, having a full on conversation with uh, Hinata and somehow doesn't get docked at all. Like, well, at least we assume. Yeah, that's true. I mean, technically, I guess he wasn't cheating because throughout all those scenes, didn't really look at anyone's paper. Didn't really think about the test, really. Just thought about himself and, like, his team failing because of his couldn't do anything in this. Dumbness. Dumbness. Lack of intelligence. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, again, there's just so many moments. Like, I have more notes about, like, the Naruto and Naruto and Hinata. They're talking, like, having a full-on conversation. It's just nothing. I'm guessing they did get dock points, but, again, they just don't don't get kicked out and it doesn't make any sense. Unless uh, the, oh, oh, sorry. Too. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, unless these guys could hear them. And <laughs> I guess technically they're not cheating because they're implying that they want to cheat, but they haven't cheated yet. And yeah, last note I have is just, again, the Hinata and Sakura are straight up able to answer the questions, like just showing like their level of intelligence. By the way, they don't even talk about like how Hinata was able to answer everything and just look composed the whole time. Like, they don't talk about that at all and it's it's just really it's really annoying like the again do we want to call it sexism it's just they don't give the girls any love yeah it's the sad truth of this early anime i guess yeah yeah so it's just it just bugs me but other than that that's that's all i have it it is I, i was very close to actually inducting this episode into you know the hall of awesome Mm-hmm. But it, it just misses the mark. I I did enjoy this episode a lot. Mm, I see. Well, let's see. When back when Nabiki uh, was admiring Gara, you, have you noticed he never ever caught anyone cheating? Wait, like, he himself did. He just knows notices that Gara is cheating. Well, like the point is to cheat, but well, jump a little bit ahead. Like you're not. The, the point is to not get really stupidly caught is really the mm-hmm. is really the point like you got to be you got to find a way to cheat you're, you're supposed to cheat but you better cheat in a way that's not obvious 
like conquer old trying to go restroom that that sounds kind of pretty suspicious hey, they had him in handcuffs that's something right yeah i wonder if the other sentinels were like hey we don't allow that <laughs> i guess they do <laughs> i guess so all right on to episode 25 the episode starts with ibiki noting that in his mind well basically just thinking to himself that the weak ones have been weeded out because of they got caught cheating. So, and that there are 15 minutes left on the test. He announced it's time. It's time for the 10th question. Uh, but first he announces there are more rules. Um, before that, however, Kagura returns. He first thinks that his that he's basically been caught, that you know, his pup, his uh sentinel, the sentinel that's guiding him is a puppet, but instead. Ibiki just tells him to return to his seat. My theory is that he probably did get caught, but Ibiki is like, all right, that's fine. We, we, you're supposed to cheat, and that's not exactly obvious, so kind of lets him go. It then cuts to Kakashi, Asuma, and Kuranai. Asuma tells that the first test is hosted by Ibiki. Kakashi thinks to himself that his, his team, while they didn't have a, ch- a good chance before, now even has a lower chance of, of passing the first part. Yeah, him being like, I totally forgot which um, division he's from. The mind torture? The, it's the it, torture and interrogation, I believe. Yeah, and he, he deals with the mind, not really more of the physical torture, too. Yeah, so they mentioned that. And yeah, Kurunai doesn't know who Ibiki is. Uh, Kakashi and uh, Asuma explain to him that, mm-hmm. yes, he is a specialist. Uh, the lead, the head of the Ambu Torture and Interrogation Group. So yeah, serious shit right there. And yeah, basically, he's great at psychological torture, is basically what's implied here. Mm-hmm. It then cuts back to the test. Uh, Naruto is fr- is basically freaking out over the scary rules. Uh, Ibiki announces that the tenth question is optional. So then, so then a lot of a lot of people in the room are just questioning. Well, what is that supposed to mean? But uh, Ibiki explains if they, you know, it's optional whether they can take do the tenth question or not. But if they don't take it, they fail and automatically they fail automatically, and so do their teammates. But if they do try the tenth question and fail, they will fail. They will fail the exam and be barred forever from taking the test ever again. That freaks out everyone. Kiba protests, saying that other Genin have taken the test. Ibiki counters by saying, well, he they, they didn't have him as a proctor yet. So he writes the rules now. So f- fuck yourself, Kiba. Uh, so then he and then he tells anyone who doesn't want to take the question are free to leave. A bunch of people start raising their hands and they begin leaving. The first group is very sorry. The, the first person to raise their hand is very, very sorry. He's crying. He's, you know, he's failed his teammates and he's very sad about it. But ultimately, a bunch of people leave. Um, Sakura is wondering why Naruto had isn't raising his hand, seeing that he's shaking and under immense pressure. Uh, Sakura then frets the fact that if he fails the question, he'll never be Hokage again, and she knows that that's his dream. And you know, like he he kept basically saying that you know if it's okay if you if you don't want to do the do the question because you know you want you want a chance to become Hokage. Like you don't want to be barred from ever becoming a Hokage. So she's about to actually raise raise her hand to, you know, basically take the pressure off of Naruto. But to everyone's shock, or particularly Hinata, Sakura, and Sasuke, Naruto raises his hand. 
Sorry, sorry, go ahead. No, you keep on going. Uh, It then goes back to the Joni. Asma talks about how good Ibigi is at utilizing psychological torture, as I mentioned before. And then cuts back to Naruto, who slams his hand back down and gives a a rousing speech about how he doesn't quit and he's not going to get scared off. If he stays getting the rest of his life, he'll still become Hokage. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, uh, I don't want to jump ahead still. I'm not going to say anything, but yeah, I guess uh, back, uh, going back to Sakura, I guess, do you think she was willing to give up, uh, you know, the whole team not thinking about Sasuke either, that if he wants to continue this exam? Yeah, I mean, she was about to raise her hand. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, she was about to do it, but Naruto gives his rousing speech and, you know, like really just, establishes he ain't going nowhere yeah i mean <laughs> that time question pretty easy i guess you could say i mean yeah th- easy in theory but i i can understand like why it's so hard to actually like stay because yeah. the idea that you'll get barred from the test forever that's rough and like you know i don't blame anyone for leaving like you don't want to like sometimes sometimes like you know you above the team, I guess. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. So Hinata, Sasuke, and Sakura admire his bravery and courage. Ibiki could basically Ibiki gives him like a final essentially warning, saying, saying, like, you know, if you don't, if you don't, you know, leave, if you fail, you will be barred forever. But Naruto isn't phased. It then cuts to the it then cuts the room to the rest of the room where a lot of people have like smiles on their face uh, other than Gara, who's just emotionless. And Ibiki knows that, notes that Naruto's speech gave everyone like a lot of a morale and gave these guys extra courage and backbone. No one looks like they're tr- they're going to leave. The Sentinels kind of give, give Ibiki the same signal. And then Ibiki announces that they have all passed the exam. That there is no 10th question. There was never a 10th question. Uh, can you imagine if a professor did that to you? Give a super hard exam and somehow everyone passed? Well, you know, not everyone. You know, some people what? are going to back out of it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> if, if it did go this way, yeah, definitely. I feel like half the class would have left. Yeah, so like, I, I mean, I could see it. But like, I, I don't see this in a real life scenario, not in a conventional one, but I, I can understand why people would, would leave um, this one. People would be complaining if they knew that the uh, professor passed everyone that stayed and, you know, re- disregarded the first nine questions. This is where I feel like, I mean, granted, I think it happened back in the day too. We just don't hear about it because it wasn't social, social media. But the fact that the first thing you say is like, people are going to complain about it. And that's probably what's going to stop professors from doing this shit kind of shows you the state of like the current college climate if you will mm-hmm. people are just going to complain to the administration they're gonna just you know get on their high horses you know you know the social justice warriors like the, the extreme brats if you will to a certain degree like we'll just complain to the administration they're gonna get that professor fight unless he has tenure and and like yeah they kind of they kind of run the joint um, granted, I don't think that's actually that different from back in the day. Like, it, it still happened back in the day, I'm pretty sure. Like, it, it's just that there's a lot more focus on today's um, college students and, like, some of the stuff they do because of social media. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's other ways to go around it, but definitely if we're going to go back to this type of uh, situation, yeah, it's, it'd be a little tough for uh, a lot of professors to pull this off. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, yeah, there are there there would be psychological damage that you're doing, and I don't know if it would be worth it, to be honest. Like, mm. I don't recommend this kind of teaching. Although, granted, there are there are situations where it might work. You're gonna have to be really good at what you're doing. You're gonna you're gonna have to know what you're doing to try this shit, or you are going to jail. Oh yeah, I mean, we we've taken classes where it's like those type of classes that kind of we out the um. How would I say? I guess the students. The weak. The weak. Yeah, I guess. I don't want to say that they're weak because I met quite a few people that are pretty, very smart, but they just didn't want to, you know, pursue it further, you know? You know what? I'll, I'll admit it. I, I mean, I was an engineering, uh, I was an engineering major at one point. And they're basically, I, I'm not, I can't say for sure that this is how it worked, but this is kind of like the idea that I got from my first major. It, but like the engineering I was in, there are just basically a series of three classes that are crazy. They're really hard. And like the professor doesn't help you as much, doesn't really help mm -hmm. like with, you know, in class and stuff. He just kind of rambles and rambles and doesn't really teach you the material. Mm -hmm. And he's known as kind of the gatekeeper for that for that major, because once you pass them, I've heard like it's a lot easier. The the professors then really are able to teach you that like you get different professors basically, and just that basically the first the only catch for that major is that you have to pass him first. And yeah. you know I was one of the ones that was weeded out because I didn't show up to class. I didn't take. I just did not get the material, and I end up failing and switching majors. So like you know I, I got weeded out. Mm. Like so I I so in this scenario I would have. I would have been one of those ones that would have left. Granted, I didn't hurt anyone else. I didn't screw over my team. Yeah, not going to lie. I didn't really feel it until I, probably junior year where I kind of got the hang of it. Like the first two years, my gosh, it was, it's brutal. It was brutal. Uh, not until, yeah, junior year where you kind of kind of get the understanding of how they want you to do things. That's when I figured, oh, it's not too bad, but you still got to work a lot to get to where you're at. Yeah. And, you know, you kind of learn that, you know, through maturity and stuff like that. There are there is a part of me that says if I took that class today, I would I would probably pass. Honestly, I don't think I would. It, it was just I, I hate I honestly like I try to take some uh, online classes. I, I couldn't like school. I'm done with school. <laughs> like I'm so done. I can't bother to read a book to actually pay for a goddamn textbook and then like, you know, not read it. And then just try to bullshit through the class. Unfortunately, that's just where I'm, I am at the, at this point, but you know, like you, you, part of it is maturing, but ultimately like, you know, you, you are, you kind of just, you, you gotta be able to, you know, make your own fate, I guess, to be able to kind of, you know, suffer through it and just you know suffer through adversity which is kind of the point of this uh this naruto episode with this test you're supposed to go through a shit ton of adversity do not and you don't crumble under the pressure and that's what makes you a chuni mm, yeah that that's interesting i i don't think i ever got that message from this episode back as a kid because probably watched this one like what third grade fourth grade I think I would have like resonated with Naruto's message like really well. Like it's just you just 
like just fate in the face of danger you just got to face it with courage like would be the message i think i would resonate with that because that's his ninja way that is indeed his ninja way so Ibiki then goes on to explain that the first nine questions were about collecting information under the most pressurized circumstances as a team. And that's why, like, you know, if one person fails, the entire team fails, but also the information collecting part, because you're, you have to use all your resources that you have to be able to collect information in a dangerous and in dangerous and again, pressurized environments. Uh, Naruto is now saying that he knew all along that's what the test was about. Hinata giggles, Sakura and Sasuke is like, yeah, right, motherfucker, you didn't know anything. Um, Ibiki then confirms that the test was was basically too hard for any regular Genin, that it was necessary to cheat in order to pass. He then reveals that there were two Chunins that actually had the answers, um, basically for you to copy off of, one of them right in front of Naruto, who kind of freaks out, is like, he was right in front of me? But it might be a good thing for Naruto, because he definitely would have been caught cheating. Oh yeah, what's it? he had Hinata next to him? So I mean, I mean, he had his double doubts, I guess. Yeah, Sasuke is amazed. Basically, he's he knows that Naruto doesn't know anything, and like is amazed at the fact that Naruto never knew this, knew what this test was about, and like just the fact that he's able to actually last all this way. And we'll we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, Ibiki then reveals that there are like these disgusting scars on his head. Like there's a like you you've seen like the scar on his face, but his head is just like full of these holes essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you can imagine him being a, I guess a what is it, uh, interrogate uh, interrogator? I guess you could say mm-hmm. he might have been interrogating himself. Yeah, although I don't remember them getting into that. But yeah, that's basically what it implies. And like, you know, the, the again, in the face of adversity, he then gives, uh, he then basically gives them a lesson on getting the right information and that you couldn't, you know, pass this test if you were cheating clumsily. And like, basically, it, he, he, the lesson he's trying to teach is that you don't want to get, it's better to not, to not get any information than to get the wrong information. And so that's basically what the, why the first part of the test was there to weed out like you know the ones that couldn't cheat that cheated obviously and were kicked out because they were caught cheating. Mm-hmm. Uh, he then goes on to explain the point of the tenth question. The tenth question is to see how the guinea would react would react in a no win situation, and in order to pass the tenth question, you have to summon the courage and not quit. And you must proceed forward. Um, he then gives an example of a Chuni mission of how in battle there are no options to quit on the mission. You must proceed no matter how dire the odds are against you. And it kind of shows like a, I guess, a reenactment of like one of the missions that he undertook, I guess, against all odds. I think that's what it implies. And that those who choose the safer route, those who balk at the idea of adversity and put themselves over their comrades are not fit to be tuning. And, you know, we'll get, you know, like it's based, it's reminiscent of what Kakashi taught them. Like, you know, those who break the rules are scum and those who would, you know, quit on their teammates are worse than scum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. This speech that Vicky uh, told the guys, it's probably one of the best speeches I've heard in Naruto. Yeah, it definitely is. He, 
like his voice actor is really good like mm-hmm. probably like an unsung hero and probably not talked about but it is a great speech yeah especially the the background music for it I, I forgot the name of it to be honest but it it really like not just emphasized but kind of like empowers i guess the speech even further I call it the epic Naruto music is basically mm-hmm. what I call it. Um, now Naruto ends his speech by announcing that everyone in the room has passed the first part of the tuning exams. And then Anko, well, Anko breaks in through the window and announces herself as the next proctor and tells everyone to follow her. Ibiki tells Anko that she's early. Anko laments the, laments the fact that Ibiki kind of ruined her moment, like makes makes her look kind of like an idiot. And then Sakura says she reminds her or she reminds her of Naruto in terms of like how brash she is and how like just how she jumps the gun. Uh, Anko was surprised at how many people passed the first exam, says that Ibiki is getting soft, but Ibiki counters by saying that it's a strong crop of guinea. Uh, Anko then predicts that over half the ninjas will be gone by the second phase. I believe it's Sakura that says, what is that supposed to mean? Uh, Ibiki chuckles in jest and okay, and then cuts to like dawn when Ibiki is collecting all the tests and he kind of chuckles, but he also like kind of wrinkles the paper in anger. So it's like a weird kind of like, oh, this guy, this fucking guy. And the reason why he's saying that is because Naruto passed the test without answering a single question, which is not the point of the exam. The point of the exam is seeing if you'll crack under pressure. But like it's kind of the extreme where basically a guy just kept pressing forward and never gave up. And he's surprised that, you know, a student was able to pass this test without answering a single question, yet had the balls to last all the way into the 10th question to risk it all. Mm-hmm. I mean, Naruto's head was headstrong, strong headed. That's the Stubbornness. Word. Yeah. Head, Stubborn. Headstrong. Yeah. I mean, he was about to break, not going to lie, for the I mean, majority of the test. But did uh, did he mention that if he passed the 10th question that they would pass? I don't remember. Yeah, you have to pass the 10th question, yes. Mm-hmm. But if you didn't answer the rest, would you still fail? I think he did say if you don't answer at least one question, you fail. Mm, I and, see. And basically, if you don't fail, if you fail the 10th, tenth- if you fail the 10th question, you fail. Okay, Basically, yeah. there's a lot of failing, but like yeah. they never say like, oh, this is how many you have to get right because all, in the end, it didn't matter. Yeah, it's just so many caveats. Uh, the episode ends with everyone arriving at the phase two location, the 44th training zone, otherwise known as the forest of death. Dun, dun, dun. <sighs> yeah, I always wondered, have you ever thought where this force of death is like stationed in the village because it's from the outside it actually looks kind of small but when we get into the next episodes it's it's vast very vast um i remember it looking pretty big I, I don't know um but i mean i i would say maybe just on the outskirts of the village <laughs> yeah i guess so because i, I mean when the fire is pretty big i guess um, yeah, so a few extra notes I have for this episode. Uh, Ibiki smiling after announcing everyone had passed is a pretty wholesome moment. Like, you know, a mean, a nasty, mean dude, like just smiling genuinely. Like, that was actually pretty sweet, I thought. 
Um, Gara's, I don't, did you notice Gara has a pretty ne- mean head hairline? Like his hairline's pretty far up there. Hmm. I, I didn't notice, to be honest. Yeah, I just, it's just something that popped out to me. And always, uh, honestly, like, I got to look back at some some of the episodes, but he's always had a pretty mean ha- hairline, like, really far back. Hmm. Maybe it's because the tattoo kind of emphasizes his forehead. Possibly, but he has a pretty big forehead. And it's not mentioned in the series, but he's got a pretty big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, another, just tell, tell me your thoughts about this. Like, when Anka was uh, introduced, they zoomed into her chest in one of the shots. Yeah. yeah. And I, I said, is this the first, like, legitimately pervy scene of the series? I know there's the sexy jutsu. That's probably the other one. But is this one of the more pervy, like, scenes in the, in the series? Mm. To overemphasize a woman, like, other than that jutsu that you mentioned, uh... I guess so. I yeah, I guess so. Now that you mention it, I I can't remember to be honest uh, any time before that. Well, the fact that you can't remember probably means that it is one of the more pervy scenes. It it just stood out to me. Like it's legitimately just a just a shot of her chest. Yeah. <laughs> no, nothing about her. Yeah. Yeah, so I thought that was just interesting. It's not like she's like totally sexualized or anything. It just stood out to me how how that's um, mm-hmm. just one of the things that's just emphasized. Um, anything else you want to talk about about this episode? Mm, not really, but like I said, that speech was probably pretty top notch. Uh, other than that, like it's great to see everyone pass. I mean, at the time, I was like. There's no way Naruto's going to pass this test. I mean, of course, Ibiki just pulls a huge curveball to the audience saying that everyone passed. I mean, that's really the only way Naruto's going to pass. Yeah. And like, he, again, he's the extreme version where, you know, he basically, like, he was bluffing the entire time and he somehow won. So, like, oh, it's yeah. just, but it, he proves, like, kind of the point of Ibiki's test is that you have to have the courage that in the face of like, you know, in, in a no-win situation with all the pressure on you, you're still able to press forward. And that's what Naruto did. Like he is the extru- he is basically what this test is primarily about. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, um, just some closing thoughts about these five episodes. What what do you what did you think of these five episodes? I I really enjoyed these five episodes. Yeah, I enjoyed it too. It's like it was slow in the beginning because, I mean, we're just getting straight into a whole new uh, arc and uh, we just get introduced to just so many characters that, like, their storylines are just vastening in themselves and you, like, look deep into each one of them. And, I mean, it's really just the start of uh, the opening of Naruto, really, to in my opinion. Yeah, it's basically where, like, you know, it's the, you know, the land of waves is like one environment and it's very limited in terms of like how many characters there are, but here you get introduced to so many characters and just like the, how there's a much more vast world other than the land of fire and the land of waves. Mm-hmm. Like you're getting introduced to more of the lore of the series and it's, it's very interesting. Yeah. And not going to lie, each character is very recognizable 
in terms of their own personalities and like their own like sort of style. And that really sticks throughout the rest of the series. Yeah, this is kind of where a lot of the kind of the, I would say a lot of the fundamentals that are actually like used throughout the series get built, like in terms of characters. Like mm. there are a lot of like mechanical stuff that like, they they try to introduce, like, you know, the land of waves, like elemental stuff and like, you know, how the relationship between the nations work. But, but like, I don't think they, and the hand sign remember hand signs that was a thing yeah like those mechanical stuff that they introduced like don't really like they're not really a thing that's emphasized at all like as the series progresses but like here i feel like there's a lot more to the building of the lore that actually lasts for the rest of the series Mm -hmm. and especially the fighting uh parts and you know we'll get to it in the future episodes and it's a lot more complex i guess you could say uh than the previous uh, fight scenes that we've seen so far yeah so i mean i'm it just makes me more excited to watch the next series of episodes like that's what like episode 20 did for me like it was really interesting uh it was really really good how they actually did like paste their episodes like for for this uh these five episodes and yeah um it just makes me actually keep want to keep watching this was kind of the breakthrough moment like the end of the land of waves was where it really got interesting. And now they're kind of picking up some of that momentum despite a shaky start again, with just forgetting that Sasuke is not the shit to, to start, but like they pick up the pace right back. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. All right. Do you have any other closing thoughts? Nope. But we'll see when we get back to you guys about episodes 26 to 30, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, I, if I remember right, the action does pick up. It does, although it does slow down a little bit. I remember it being a drag some of the episodes, but we'll see. This is what the rewatch is for. It, it, is it the same as I remembered it? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's for sure. Okay, well, thank you guys for listening to this one. And if you're still listening to here or at this point, like again, thank you. And hopefully, we'll be able to come back to you with the next set of episodes as soon as we can. Yeah. So we'll see you guys later.